From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. You have tuned WIA National News for week commencing June 30, 2013. The federal government is resisting calls to reserve highly sought-after mobile phone spectrum for use by police and emergency services. In fact, they've released a proposal suggesting it hopes to pull in more than $900 million from the sale of Spectrum it could not sell earlier this year. The Office of Victoria's Premier has accused federal Labor of effectively selling community safety to fix an ailing budget, while the Police Federation of Australia renewed calls for the government to earmark the Spectrum in case it is needed by law enforcement during terrorist strikes and national disasters. Previous Communications Minister Stephen Conroy issued draft directions for the Australian Communications and Media Authority to decide by September 1 on the appropriate procedures for allocating the unsold spectrum and said access charges would have to be at the same reserve price they failed to attract bidders during the first auction. A 30 MHz block of the most sought-after 700 MB band of the spectrum, the waterfront property of the cell phone industry, was unsold, and the government last month said the intention was it would be returned to the market for sale at a later date. In a galaxy far, far away. Narrow bright. Australian astronomers say a radio telescope has detected the raw material for making the first stars and galaxies in the universe's early days. The Australian Telescope Compact Array near Narrabri and VK2 detected the raw material for making stars, cold molecule hydrogen gas, from when the universe was just 3 billion years old, a release from the CSIRO has stated. Data gurus will get the chance to create solutions for Queensland's public transport system as part of the Premier's Awards for Open Data. Queensland Premier says the awards will recognise those who develop new and innovative ways to use publicly released state government data, and a prize of $5,000 is available to entrants who showcase the most innovative use of public data in a number of categories. Now, the categories include public transport, improved service delivery, growing and developing Queensland's future, and a wildcard category for thinking outside the box. HAMS give emergency communications help. The resources of radio amateurs in times of disaster have been used in India and Canada while the Americas are facing an active hurricane season. In northern India, the early seasonal monsoon rains are three times as heavy as usual, causing flooding, mudslides and a death toll of at least 800. The disaster caught everybody by surprise. The emergency communications provided by radio amateurs are well known to disaster authorities and the government through their preparedness drills and other presentations. India's National Coordinator for Disaster Communication, VU2JAU, said two amateur radio stations were active in the disaster area. They've been sending messages via coordinating stations and the emergency communications they provide will continue for some time. Calamities have occurred elsewhere. Amateur Radio Emergency Services members were busy as swollen rivers caused flooding in Alberta, Canada and the Atlantic hurricane season has begun with trained radio operators on standby in many countries. Through the week, residents were put on evacuation watch as extreme weather and flooding drenched the New South Wales south coast. Ten properties were on evacuation watch near Gerard Dam at Kiama, while the SES also issued evacuation warnings to 40 homes in low-lying areas of Goulburn. No risk at the hams of the Illawarra are not watching and ready to help here. Hams Across Australia, VK1 and Proposed Foundation Licence Course, July 13-14.
Providing CRARC gets sufficient candidates, the club's next foundation licence training course will be run the weekend of July 13-14. With that in mind, if anybody knows of somebody thinking about getting their foundation licence, could you please draw their attention to this July 13-14 course and urge them to get their applications in. Homebrew Construction Group Meeting. The next gathering of the group at the Amateur Radio Victoria Rooms, 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton, is Saturday, Saturday, July 6, 2pm. Bring your Lotus project and discuss its development. Ian Downey, Victor Kilo 3 Lima Alpha, has found many interesting websites for the new home constructor and he'll provide them as a mini-newsletter. Ian, VK3LA, wonders how many of us live up to the vision of Amateur Radio. He asks, are we all black box operators chasing DX competition wallpaper collections? All fine pursuit to their own, or do we advance our knowledge, explore technologies, techniques and new frontiers? To date, the show-and-tell meeting subjects have covered everything from medium frequency to super high frequencies, from QRP to linear amplifiers, HFSSB transceivers, slow scan TV and digital television repeater antennas. If you have an interest in advancing your knowledge or just building something of interest, then the group members can help. They may all learn something along the way. So be at the next Homebrew Construction Group in Ashburton, Saturday, July 6 at 2pm. And a good reference for anybody starting out in homebrewing is to be found when you read the text edition of this news. As we say, best read at wia.org.au. In VK4 on October 5 is Redfest by the Redcliffe and Districts Radio Club at St Michael's College, Caboolture. It happens at 9am. Whilst in VK7, Reist's November's presentation night will be positively explosive. The Bomb Response Group from Tasmania Police will be giving the club a presentation on their bomb analysis, equipment used to determine the threat and the equipment used to remove the threat. They'll also give a talk on the jobs they've attended in the past. That's Reist, that's November, and this is VK1WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. What use is an F-call? If you're new to amateur radio that is, you don't yet have a licence, then some of what we talk about on the news each week very likely sounds like gobbledygook. Of course, the more you listen, the more you'll hear, and likely the more you'll be able to join the dots. Amateur radio is a regulated hobby. That is, there are rules and regulations, processes, procedures and conventions to observe. If this is all new to you, that might sound pretty strange and onerous but you need to consider that amateur radio is a hobby that can affect people all over the planet. If you transmit on a frequency that interferes with some or other service, then depending on conditions, you might knock an essential service off the air somewhere else. A regulated hobby also sounds pretty restrictive if you're new to all this, but the more you learn and participate, the more you realise that because there are strict conditions, there is a great freedom within these conditions. It means that activities that you undertake here can be shared across the planet. So while it's a regulated and controlled, amateur radio is a hobby that has infinite reach and impact. Amateur radio, get licensed today and get connected. You'll be in great company. 
I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Aris support for Southern Alberta flooding has stood down. Aris will remain on standby during the recovery process in the event of a communication failure and a called out. RAC sent a big thanks for all of the resource and personnel support offered across the province and also a big thanks to the operators that provided countless volunteer hours to support the served agencies with priority and emergency traffic. It has been expressed by the AEMA that without HAM's capability to deploy and adapt, it would have made this disaster much more difficult to manage. Band allocation at 5 MHz for Samoa. Following discussions, Atsuo Sakuma, 5 Whiskey 1 Sierra Alpha, has become the first resident operator on the island to be issued with a special 5 MHz permission by the Samoan Telecoms Regulator, OOTR, enabling him to operate over the frequency band 5250 to 5450 kHz. Although 60 metre permissions have been available to visitors since 2011, these had generally been the 5 US channels. The permanent amateur population in Samoa has been low in numbers and currently Atsuo is the only resident licensed operator, although he's lived on the island for 15 years and been licensed since 1998. RSGB Centenary £1 Membership Offer A special £1 RSGB membership offer has only a few weeks left to run. The £1 membership provides the monthly Radcom magazine for a year, plus the use of the QSL Card Bureau and members discount at the RSGB Online Bookstore, and is a 100-year anniversary offer. The ILLW grows each year. The biggest and arguably the world's first fun-filled event with portable amateur radio stations is the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend in August. It's still going very strongly and now in its 16th year is attracting lots of activations around the globe. The ILLW has been joined by weekends for other structures. Now there's one for historic bridges and we wish them all well. However, the founding International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend is set for another good year with registrations flowing in steadily at 285 from more than 30 countries. It continues to promote public awareness of the old marine navigation and the need for preservation and restoration, promotes amateur radio and fosters international goodwill. For more details on the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend on August the 17th and 18th, visit the website at illw.net. South Africa Radio Rules Correction Still on Hold the long-sought-after correction to the South African regulations regarding amateur radio will take a bit longer. This, according to that nation's national society, the South African Radio League. In a news release, that national society says that the subject of corrections to the rules published on April 1st of 2011 is on the agenda of every joint meeting between itself and regulator, the Independent Communications Authority of South Africa. The problem is that the matter must remain in limbo, pending the outcome of a court case between the regulatory body and a cellular telephone company. 
The corrected regulations are already in draft format. They address the issue of power for both Class A and Class B licenses on certain bands and a few other issues. The draft still has to be approved at the ICASA Council. But until the pending matter between ICASA and the cellular provider is adjudicated, no progress can be made. The ITU World Radio Communication Conference WRC 15 preparation process, as outlined in last weekend's GB2RS news, covers some complex issues for the amateur radio community. The RSGB has been closely involved with this preparation process by attending and presenting papers at a number of Ofcom's EPT and ITU meetings, which will, and will continue to do so. This direct involvement has in part been made possible by significant technical support from experts within our membership. In a few months' time, the WRC15 preparatory process will consider what additional agenda items need to be added to the WRC18 agenda. The RSGB has submitted its proposal to Ofcom for consideration, along with those from other Spectrum stakeholders. The RSGB proposal is for improving harmonisation on the 1.8 megs, 50 megs and 3.4 gigs bands. For more information, see the RSGB website, um, slash news slight, news, sorry, slash main slash news slash special hyphen focus. Fort Lee, New Jersey has launched its own emergency broadcast radio station for alerting the public in times of disaster. Put on the air by the Mayor Mark Sikolich and the Fort Lee City Council, residents can tune into the new emergency station on 1630 kilohertz for real-time updates and safety tips during events like Hurricane Sandy. The station will operate out of the Fort Lee Municipal Building with generator backup. Aside from emergency announcements, city officials may use the station for traffic updates and to broadcast city council meetings. Fort Lee is also using a separate $10,000 private donation to buy more than 250 hand-cranked or wind-up emergency radios. These will be distributed at municipal buildings, communal spaces, and large residential complexes. An update on amateur radio on the International Space Station program given by Frank Bauer, KE3HDO, can be viewed on the web. The presentation was given at the 2013 Dayton Hamvention, and Frank takes a quick look at 30 years of amateur radio on the Space Shuttle and the International Space Station, and some changes at NASA that are affecting ARIS. Watch the video via the AMSAT UK website at www.amsat-uk.org. It took nearly 60 years after his death, but the inventor of FM radio has finally been recognized on the street where he lived. Amateur Radio Newsline's Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, has details. On Monday, June 17th, city officials of Yonkers, New York, joined with radio enthusiasts to unveil a new plaque honoring Major Edwin Armstrong. This for his numerous accomplishments in the area of radio communications. The bronze plaque in Hudson Fulton Park is just a block away from the site of Armstrong's home on Walburton Avenue. It overlooks the Hudson River and across to the unique tower that Armstrong built in the nearby town of Alpine, New Jersey back in 1937 through 1938. The plaque was the brainchild of Steve Close. 
He is a New Jersey resident who learned of Armstrong because of their shared interest in motorcycles. Close became fascinated by Armstrong's story and led a fundraising campaign that generated more than $4,000 in contributions that paid for the plaque. Yonkers Mayor Mike Spiro and several city council members were on hand at the ceremony. They were joined by two of Armstrong's descendants. The ceremony was also broadcast live on WA2XMN. That's the experimental Armstrong Memorial Station that transmits on the old 42.8 MHz frequency from Armstrong's Tower over in Alpine, New Jersey. For the Amish Radio Newsline, I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. I'm 3,000 miles away in the newsroom in Los Angeles. This plaque may not be the last commemoration of Armstrong and his native Yonkers. City officials are now working to get a replica made of a bust of Armstrong, now on display at Columbia University. There's also a discussion ongoing of renaming part of Warburton Avenue in Major Armstrong's honor. These stories from the RSGB and from the Amish Radio Newsline were on the web at www.arnewsline.org. And I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. You're tuned to VK1 WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ, Dateline 2013. Another reminder on the 160m phone and 8160m CW and digital trans-Tasman contest. It happens 20 July, 8pm to 2am. Hamvention 2013 Contest University Videos With contesting news, word that several videos of the 2013 Contest University sessions from this year's Dayton Hamvention now are available on the World Wide Web. ICOM, a Contest University sponsor, posted the videos to YouTube. To find them, simply take your web browser to YouTube and search for ICOM America Inc. And that's all one word. Canberra 100 the VI100 ACT call sign is still available for booking and use, so our Canberra region viewers might like to contact Andrew VK1DA-VK2UH, who is still kindly coordinating the bookings. Latest report has a number of contacts at being over the 1,000 mark. EA4GBA is operational as C91GBA from Mozambique until December the 15th. Activity will be on all HF bands using SSB with 100 watts into a dipole. QSL direct via EA4GBA. IW2NEF will be operational as 5R8NE from Nosy B Island between July the 16th to the 30th. Activity will be on 40 through 10 metres using SSB. QSL via IK2DUW. Moonbound from Rwanda. A couple of sources are reporting that Herman, DL2NUD and Rennie, PE1L, will be active from Rwanda until July the 7th. Activity will be focused on Moonbounce, EME, on 144-432-1296 and 2304 MHz. The call signs mentioned, which are listed on qsz.com, are 9x0EME, 9x0HP, 9x0L and 9x0MB. QSL all calls via PE1L. For more info and updates, watch the following media links. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.emelogger.com forward slash Rwanda.
Beacon News upgraded VK7 RST 6 metre beacon. VK7 RST 6 metre beacon is located on Mount Nelson in southern Tasmania near Hobart and has been operating continuously since 1978, providing a signal for 6 metre DX chases for 35 years. The beacon was designed and built by Peter Cox, VK7KD, David Cooper, VK7ZDC and Alan Ruthven, VK7ZAR. It was completely constructed from available components and completely homebrew, including the antenna on a budget of $100. It started life on a frequency of 52.370 MHz and had a frequency change to the present frequency of 50.297 MHz in 1998-99 when Australian radio amateurs were allocated the bottom 2 MHz of the 6 metre band and antennas were retuned to take advantage of the better DX opportunities. In recent months, distant stations reported reduced signal from the beacon and there has also been a move away from frequency shift keying to CW keying beacons across Australia. At present, over half of our beacons in Australia are now CW keyed. During the past week, VK7RST has had a makeover. And while still on the frequency of 50.297 MHz, it is now CW keyed and has been upgraded to a 20 watts of output power. It also has a new location in the building, providing a shorter cable run to the antenna, where it can spend the next 35 years. You're listening to WIA National News on most amateur bands throughout New South Wales from VK2WI Sydney and affiliate relay stations. For details of frequencies, visit www.arnsw.org.au. Just a couple of items in special interest group news. We'll be looking at radio amateurs, old-timers and VHF and above, where California radio hams have claimed the 77 gigahertz world record. ARRL report mountain-topping radio amateurs in California are claiming a new world distance record on the 77 to 81 gigahertz band. The claimed record was set June 13 between KF6KVG on a peak just east of San Jose and Alpha Delta 6 India Whiskey in Kings Canyon National Park to the east-southeast. They achieved a distance of 252.49 kilometres, they made two-way contact on FM and SSB with strong signals at both ends. One station, KF6KVG, used a one-foot dish and AD6IW a two-foot dish. Both employed dielectric resonator oscillator lock frequency control for extreme stability. According to ARRL CEO Dave Summer, K1ZZ, the band 77.5 to 78 gigs, is under consideration at WRC 2015 for an allocation for automotive short-range radar, leaving the fate of the amateur primary allocation uncertain. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey. Tomorrow is the first Monday of the month, which means that it's time for the July Bulletin from the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia to be broadcast. Apart from the usual administrative business... This month's bulletin has an item on Sir John Ambrose Fleming, considered by many to be the father of the thermionic valve era of radio and electronics. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is cordially invited to listen to this interesting half-hour bulletin of news, stories and anecdotes from the RAOTC.
The bulletin is relayed by many different operators on many different HF, VHF and UHF frequencies throughout the day. To find a time and frequency for your local area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au www.raotc.org.au However, there are two principal 20-metre relays which should cover most of Australia. The first is at 0100 UTC on 14.150 MHz, beamed north from Melbourne for the Eastern State listeners, while the second is at 0200 UTC, also on 14.150 MHz, beamed westward for West Australian listeners. Also at 0200 UTC, Chris VK6JI will be transmitting the bulletin from Perth on 40 metres on 7060 kHz, this transmission being intended for listeners beyond the West Australian linked repeater system coverage, but may well be heard by South Australian listeners. So once again, the RAOTC July Bulletin will be broadcast tomorrow, Monday, July the 1st, and everyone is cordially invited to participate and to join in the callbacks afterwards. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Let's hope you all made a note of that for the social scene. It happens tomorrow on the Monday, the first Monday of the month, the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's broadcast. July 12-14 to 14 in VK3 is Gipps Tech at Churchill. July 20 in VK3, Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest, whilst in VK4 on the same date, July 20, is the Caboolture Hamfest at 9am. July 28 in VK2, Albury Rodonga Amateur Radio Club's Hamfest at 10am. August 4 in VK6, the Northern Corridor Radio Group's Hamfest. August 11, it's Sarkfest, that's near Lismore, 414 Richmond Hill Road in VK2. August 17 to 18 is the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. Whilst in VK4 on October 3 to 7, it's the North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention at Charters Towers. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB with just another reminder of that little reminder we gave you that on October 5 in VK4 is Redfest. Redfest by the Redcliffe and District Radio Club at St Michael's College, Caboolture, 9am. We'll see you all again next week. Same place on the dial and same st- same time. I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.